Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Van Malini Manjari Mataji. Uh, and today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, uh, Chapter 5, Verse 24. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Hare Krishna, my Dandavat Pranams to all the devotees of assembled on the call. Uh, Canto 6, Chapter 5, Verse 24. Can you all hear me, Mataji? Yes, Mataji. So, <clears throat> Verse 24, right? Yes, Mataji. Thank you, thank you so much. We'll start with Mangalacharan prayers. Om Agnyanati Mirandasya Gnyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Tadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavansha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsha E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopisa Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Sapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Prashabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpata Rubyasya Krupa Sindhu Bhyayevacham Patitanam Bhavane Bhyo Vaishnavi Bhyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityanandam Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrunda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Narayanam Namaskrutyam Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Hare Krishna I then pronounce once again to the, all the devotees assembled on the call. We are very fortunate to gather early in the morning even though not closer to temples but still able to have a temple culture like chanting and then followed by um, Srimad Bhagavatam session. Um, so 
in a way we can create a temple in our temple schedule in our own house and then uh, still have the association of devotees being in our own house and discussing Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, it is very, very fortunate and uh, Krishna's mercy that we all could make it too. So let's um, go into today's verse. Um, uh, so context of this is like Prajapati Daksha is is in the process of creating progeny and he got, he begot 10,000 sons um, from his from the womb of his wife and uh, they were all instructed nicely by Narada Muni who is a great spiritual master of many devotees of many devotees um, who has helped them with an appropriate process to get the mercy of the Lord so we can see how he has instructed Prahlada in his uh, when he's in mother's womb how he instructed Dhruva Maharaj. Um, so many devotees we see that they come across uh, Narad Muni by their good fortune. And Narad Muni, being a great spiritual master, appropriately um, advises them and helps them in progress in their devotional service and please Krishna and get liberated. So he's on his process. Uh, he's on his way. He's on his um, thing that which he does very nicely. This does not go well with Prajapati Daksha because he wants his sons to create progeny. So that's where we have 6.5.24. Sabhu yah pancha janyayam ajena parisanvitaha putran ajanayat dakshaha swalaswan sahasrinaham Sabu yah pancha janyayam ajena parisantvitaha putran ajanayad dakshaha swalaswan sahasrinaham Translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Saha prajapati daksha buyaha again pancha janyayam in the womb of his wife as Asikini or Panchajani Ajena by Lord Brahma Parisant Vitaha being pacified Putran sons Ajanayat begot Dakshaha Prajapati Daksha Savalaswan named the Savalaswas Sahasrinaha numbering 1000. Translation. When Prajapati Daksha was lamenting for his lost children, Lord Brahma pacified him with instructions. And thereafter, Daksha begot 1,000 more children in the womb of his wife, Anchajani. This time, his sons were known as Savalaswas. Prajapati Daksha was so named because he was very expert in begetting children. The word Daksha means expert. First, he begot 10,000 children in the womb of his wife. And when the children were lost, when they returned home back to Godhead, he begot another set of children, known as the Savalaswas. Prajapati Daksha is very expert in begetting children, and Narad Muni is very expert in delivering all the conditioned souls back home, back to Godhead. Therefore, the materialistic experts do not agree with the spiritual expert Narad Muni, but this does not mean that Narad Muni will give up his engagement of chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra. So Prajapati Daksha 
is named Daksha because he's capable of begetting a lot of children. So it is just not the so-called manly thing or that's what we call in, a, in, in, in many places considered. Here begetting children is not just a, um, just a, a union of a man and woman and he is capable of uh, begetting children. Prajapati Daksha actually was also guiding them in a proper way. So he's sending them all with a, for a proper education in Brahmachari Ashrama and uh, making them all like Rajarshis, like those who have spiritual knowledge before entering into the Grahastha Ashrama. That is a more uh, bona fide and well religious process. So he is not just satisfying his desires and then uh, for the material, uh, only focusing on the material progress. He is also advising his children uh, to go and get proper education before 25, uh, do learn from a guru, uh, get well versed with all the scriptures and all, and then come back and do the progeny so that they will also give birth to a good, uh, they will also give birth to children and raise them nicely and then later attain liberation. So for many of the souls who cannot directly take pure devotional service or uh, give up material desires or material hankerings and engagements. In second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, if we see, Krishna says that following the Varnashrama system and uh, from Brahmachari Ashrama to Gruhastha Ashrama, Gruhastha Ashrama to Vanaprastha, Vanaprastha to Sanyas Ashrama. Following the, that path is that path also leads to liberation. Dharma, Ardha, Kama, Moksha, the four fruits of the life. Um, so when we re, when we lead our life with rules and regulation mentioned in the scriptures, then again the question comes: How do we find? How how can we know what are the rules and regulations? We don't have time to read all the scriptures. So Vedas are four: Rug, Ejur, Sama, Atharva, and the Vedas are again divided into four: um, Samhitas, Aranyakas, Brahmanas, and Upanishads. So Upanishads actually contain the philosophy. The previous Samhitas, Aranyakas and Brahmanas, they contain the religious principles or religious rules, processes to attain material goals. So if we have any uh, big, big goals of becoming Indra, Chandra or uh, gaining any kind of a material appellance, um, there are processes mentioned in Vedas. So if we read those Vedas, the first three parts of the Vedas help us to give us a process, uh, the mantras, procedures and all to perform that. And actually the Upanishads contain the philosophy. So this is how the four Vedas are divided into. And we have Bhagavad Gita which is Sarva Upanishad Saram. That means the summary for all the Upanishads. The Upanishads are the part or a part in the Vedas which contain the philosophical spiritual uh, spiritual lessons. And Bhagavad Gita summarizes all the Upanishads. So now coming back to the part of Dharma where we have to uh, lead a life following the rules and regulations. So if we read Bhagavad Gita every day, so all of us when we buy a costly instrument, we definitely go through the manual before we open that instrument and start working on it. Uh, if we don't do that, we are afraid that we may do a mistake uh, by fixing that uh, 
that thing and then uh, fixing that thing in a wrong way and losing the money for man uh, for the material things if let's say we buy an expensive car or an expensive tv uh, even before we unbox it we sit down and read the manual even though we know we still go and read the manual and then we do accordingly so that we don't waste it but we don't do that when it comes to the human form of life human form of life is most rare durlabham manavajan human form of life is very very rare after traveling through the 8.4 million species we may, we have get this human form of life maybe we have been born as human many times but if we don't we don't uddhare if we don't elevate ourselves from here and if we get engrossed in the material sense gratification and lead our life only for eating mating defending then sleeping if for these four things we are qualifying ourselves to the lower species we will be awarded the lower species the karmas that we are doing in the present life are recorded we think that we are not nobody is seeing us everything is recorded and we are misusing the human form of life which is meant for elevating ourselves or getting liberation so if we don't do that then we will be awarded the lower species of life so the manual for elevating ourselves in the human form of body is bhagavad gita bhagavad gita many people think that oh i have learned i have heard bhagavad gita so many times i know everything um i don't want to listen to bhagavad gita mataji i want to listen to something else bhagavatam or even more brahad bhagavatam lagu bhagavatam amritam chaitanya charitamrita or is there something which nobody else knows that i know and i can share so this kind of thirst is there in so many people even in the preachers or even in the listeners when they sit down for a lecture we always want to know something which we didn't know but we never we never put focus on did i practiced everything that i know in the first place we don't then there is no point of knowing more things at all because when we are not practicing what we have already known there is no transformation in us there is no personal growth in us and what happens as a result we just become somebody who is only listening lectures or speaking lectures or preaching lectures to satisfy our gnana trusta that's like you know we are only just behind that like showing that i know a lot and knowing that i know a lot showing that i know a lot and speaking for saying that i know a lot that does not bring transformation we may be a good speaker speaking everything quoting every verse and it is not that that is wrong but the real thing is practicing that and transforming ourselves so bhagavad gita is like a manual for human form of life which is sarva upanishad saram it should be read every day meditated on the instructions given by the lord and trying to implement in their life then the transformation happens and then krishna reveals the things from what we are learning what we are listening what we are reading otherwise the knowledge just becomes um like it it doesn't come into in implementation it is of no use actually however progressive we become however senior we become we get caught up we get caught up by the challenges thrown by maya 
and we conveniently forget or ignore whatever the things that we have learned and we lament or we feel bad and we forget Krishna or we forget every rules and ethics when big big challenges are thrown at us when somebody insults us or when somebody who was very close to us leaves us and goes or uh, when somebody takes away any service from us then we start finding faults we start uh, we start um, gossiping around we start doing offenses and we forget everything because we have never learned practicing what we have learned so even if we know one thing and if we keep that into practice and we master that we may please krishna and we may start realizing so going back to the point dharma so knowing bhagavad gita helps us to lead a life with a dharma and as we all know all of us have different dharmas according to the body that we have taken uh, according to the varna and the ashrama we are living some of us may be a man body have a different kind of responsibility somebody who is a father have a different kind of responsibility according to the ashrama a student may have a different kind of responsibility a person who is in vanapastra has a different responsibility so those dharmas according to body differ by time and circumstances and we all have an eternal dharma that is as souls servants of the supreme personality of godhead part and parcel of the lord that is our eternal dharma that is our constitutional position that being the servant of the supreme lord and how do we fulfill that every day by qualitatively chanting our holy name chanting the holy name of the lord and hearing and kirtanam shravanam and kirtanam hearing and chanting our whole and soul however advanced we are however progress however progressed we are in the devotional service we should never ever take hearing and chanting very light the moment we started taking that the downfall of our devotional service starts happening because we start doing offenses we start we we get caught up in our own web that i am senior i am great i am doing so much i'm i'm this i'm that we are nothing we are just servants of the supreme personality of godhead that is our real position that is our constitutional position so let us not bring these material positions material uh, recognizations into the spiritual life the moment we bring that we will see all kinds of things going on and we get caught up and our devotional service conveniently takes back seat because we are conveniently doing offenses so the dharma when we practice dharma and according to dharma dharma which is suggested by bhagavad gita and bhagavatam so when we when we do that and we with with following the dharma we earn the artha the li- livelihood artha is earning doing business or doing jobs or anything when we when we are following dharma automatically our material desires are corrupted because we are following the shastra and scriptures we are not doing the things that are not uh, that are not spoken so our ardha becomes very less we don't need lot of things we need for our needs uh, the earning and uh, when we have that ardha dharma ardha kama desires also are regulated our desires are also regulated according to the dharma then those desires also becomes either krishna consciousness or according to the varna and ashrama and within the limits of dharma 
and then we all already crubbed all the adharmic things and then we go to liberation that is moksha but this process of dharma ardha kama following according to the varnashrama system is a slow path to liberation the direct and the fastest path is surrendering to the supreme lord and taking up the devotional service being in the varnashrama only but keeping krishna as the center and focusing that's the fastest path so all these prajapatis they send their children in the young age to the ashrama so that they are well versed with the scriptures and religious principles spiritual knowledge is given to them so that they can lead the rest of their life rest of the 75 years of their life in a way that they are elevating themselves not in a way they, that they are degrading themselves so if we see the degradation of the society in modern days is because we never focus on giving the children the religious or the spiritual knowledge so they don't even know what it is and they come up with all kind of nonsense things which are just degrading themselves whoever they see they think that they are there for their enjoyment whatever they see they think that they can desire that and they want that even though it is not their want they don't follow any rules any regulations they don't have a spiritual practice they don't find a, they don't want to earn money also in a dharmic way they want to do all kind of shortcuts even in earning money even in going up any kind of enjoyment they want pick they want short they don't want to do it in a righteous way so in that process they are degrading themselves so in one or the other way we are becoming respons- we are becoming responsible for bringing children into the families and may- letting them rise in religious way and not helping them not helping their souls we are thinking that we are helping them to become materially great which is a temporary thing and even in that process when we are not teaching them to follow the dharma it's of no use to them it is not going to be useful to them because they are going to just degrade themselves so but prajapati daksha was not having that kind of uh, an intention that's why he was called as daksha capable of delivering his own children or capable of guiding his children towards deliverance but the only difference is he is not taking the direct path he is taking the slower path of varnashrama system that's why he is unhappy with narad muni when narad muni has advised the first set of 1000 children to go into the direct path of devotional service and um, uh, get liberation which is the righteous thing but prajapati daksha has a different purpose he has to create the progeny and that to a religious progeny so he was uh, he again um, he again pacified lord brahma and with instructions of lord brahma he got again a thousand children in the womb of his wife when the first children of first set of children went to uh, back to godhead they they returned home they got liberated he begot another set of children known as savalaswas so hari 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 iswasas were the first set and these are savalaswas or the second set of children so prabhupada writes so wonderfully i the more i made read the more i go deeper in every line of prabhupada uh, if we if if you all didn't read prabhupada lilamruta uh, that's the first thing we should read actually when we come into devotional service on this path we should know about our founder acharya we should know about our acharya uh, 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 we are all reading his quotes we are all reading that but we should know his his effort in bringing krishna consciousness out 
his effort in writing these books, um, his effort in preaching, when we know that we will see how empowered he was, how convicted, how, how much conviction he has, and we just, we, we, our, our Krishna consciousness, our faith, our Shraddha, um, our chanting, everything turns into a quality one. So please, please read Srila Prabhupada's Lilamrita if you have not read. So, Prabhupada writes here, um, Prajapati Daksha is very expert in begetting children and Narada Muni is very expert in delivering all conditioned souls back home. So both are experts. But one is expert in material life, one is expert in spiritual life. So that's what it is. So they cannot, they cannot go together. Bhogaishwarya Prasaktanam, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, when Boga and Aishwarya are there, when, when somebody is focusing on Boga, Aishwarya of material world, they cannot take up the process of devotional service very seriously. Krishna says in second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Bhogaishwarya Prasaktanam. If you are into that, um, Boga and Aishwarya, it is, it's very difficult to become resolute in devotional service. So that's why these people, so Prabhupada says in 2.44, Krishna says in 2.4, in the minds of those who are too attached to sense enjoyment, material opulence and who are bewildered by such things, the resolute determination for devotional service to the Supreme Lord does not take place. Bhogaishwarya Prasaktanam does not take place. Don't take, that does not take place because their their buddhi uh, they cannot control their mind and they cannot focus. So that's why the materially material experts and spiritual experts they will not go along. So that's why Prabhupada writes. Therefore, the material experts do not agree with spiritual expert Narada Muni. But this does not mean that Narada Muni will give up his engagement of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. So following the footsteps of Narada Muni, we also who are in the process of pleasing Guru and Krishna, we may get setbacks from material experts, but we should continue preaching Hare Krishna Mahamantra because devotees are more merciful than Krishna. So you may be seeing materially oriented people highly into material life, but somehow or other, if we are desiring their good, we have to give them Krishna, um, give them chanting of the holy name, in a way that they they will take it, and we should become slowly, slowly with the help of Krish, with the, with the mercy of Krishna and the Guru, experts in that. So we should be meditating on that. How can I serve you, Krishna? How can I how can I be a tool in your hands so that I can spread Krishna consciousness? How can I be a tool in the hands of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and give holy name to the people? which is the deliverance of Kali Yuga. However expert they may be, because the thing that we are holding is more divine than that, and we will be having setbacks, we will be having disagreements, but still we should be continuing in the process of engaging ourselves and preaching and chanting. So that's what um, this verse says. So he got again 10,000, uh, sorry, 1,000 children. And let's see what happened to these children. 6.5.25. Pecha Pitra Samadhista Prajasarge Drutavrata Narayana Saro Jagmur Yatra Siddhaswapurvaja Pecha Pitra Pitra Samadhista Prajasarge Drutavrata Narayana Saro Jagmur Yatra Siddhaswapurvaja 
translation in Prabhupada by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Te, these sons, the Savalaswas, Cha and Pitra by their father, Samadhishta being ordered, Prajasarge, in increasing progeny or population, Dhrutavrata accepted vows, Narayana Saraha, the holy lake named Narayana Saras, Jagmuhu went to Yatra, where Siddha perfected Svapurvaja, their older brothers who had previously gone there. Translation, in accordance with their father's order to beget children, the second group of sons also went to Narayana Saras, the same place where their brothers had previously attained perfection by following the instructions of Narada. Undertaking great oaths of austerity, the Savalaswas remained at that holy place. Prajasarga, Prajasarge, Purput. Prajapati Daksha sent his second group of sons to the same place where his previous sons had attained perfection. He did not hesitate to send his second group of sons to the same place, although they too might become victims of Narada's instructions. According to the Vedic culture, one should be trained in spiritual understanding as a brahmachari before entering household life to beget children. This is the Vedic system. The Prajapati, the first Prajapati Daksha sent his second group of sons for cultural improvement. Despite the risk that because of the instructions of Narada, they might become as intelligent as their elder brothers, older brothers. As a dutiful father, he did not hesitate to allow his sons to receive cultural instructions concerning the perfection of life. He depended upon them to choose whether to return home back to Godhead or to rot in this material world in various species of life. In all circumstances, the duty of the father is to give cultural education to his sons, who must later decide which way to go. Responsible fathers should not hinder their sons who are making cultural advancement in association with the Krishna conscious movement. This is not a father's duty. The duty of a father is to give his son complete freedom to make his choice after become spiritually advanced by following the instructions of the spiritual master. So this is what here. <clears throat> Prajasarke. So to again increase the progeny or, or the population. Samadhistaha. He ordered his sons. So Prajapati Daksha still following the rules and regulations. He want them to be religiously trained and then in a more religious way he want them to beget children. He is not just behind the sense gratification that he is not just directly sending them to the Gruhasthasrama. He is sending them to the religious and cultural education first so that they are completely educated before entering into the Gruhasthasrama so that they can they can from there elevate themselves but not degrade themselves. Even though he already have an experience that first set of children have been have taken the fast track and went to the God, uh, went back to went back to uh, got liberated, he still was giving them he still was giving his children an option to choose by themselves by providing them the environment. Unlike uh, these days, we want like see everybody want their children to practice the devotional service but they don't want them to be serious in that. They don't want them to take it, take it very seriously because we always have a fear. We always hold on to the material enjoyment. 
we don't want we want our kids to take the devotional service but not again like completely uh, we don't want them to become full time devotees we don't want uh, we worry still about their material progress their jobs their education their marriages or anything we don't want them to completely take uh, see prajapati daksha is just mirroring the thoughts of the present people who are so like like how children learn music sports and all so out of peer pressure out of peer devotees um, we also want our children to take up the spiritual but to just sometimes to show that my kids also become devotees or sometimes just to uh, have them something which they can hold on to when they have troubles in material life so we want them to become spiritual so that it can help their material life we are not we don't want them to take up a spiritual life and have a helping material life we want them to have a full fledged material life but a helping spiritual life so the second wheel is spiritual the first one is material so this is the thought process we have that's why we get worried when our children become very seriously krishna consciousness uh, we try to give them that no 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 you practice krishna consciousness but at the same time you make sure that you are studying well you are getting good grades you are getting good job um, you are uh, you are buying a good house you are getting a good husband good children and all those things because we ourselves are not fully convinced that this material place uh, is not something that we want to live happily and permanently this material place is is uh, is a place where we have to deliver ourselves we have come to this material world we have taken this human form of life we have to make full use of it and deliver ourselves and go back to the spiritual world so many people sometimes they complain when i give some sessions like um is fully my my son is fully into this um i'm little worried like i said like and also they worry that their children are not um doing good at education or good at something but they are devotees they have taken initiation they are chanting but still that transformation of heart that conviction that faith hasn't come in in us first so that we can advise the children to to say what is your priority at any point of time so that's why we see sometimes devotees who have taken up the devotional path the spiritual life krishna conscious way what happens generally when we take up the krishna conscious process and when we start chanting is that our material life starts better, becoming better like because we are when we when we start chanting the cleaning happens right like the karma starts going and we are like unknowingly we we um the cleaning process happens and the material life starts becoming good um and when material state life starts becoming good we get more material wealth or an affluence then people get attached to that and to hold on to that they carry on the spiritual life so material life becomes primary and spiritual life becomes secondary and they get so busy over the period of time in the material life that slowly slowly the spiritual life which has become secondary slowly slowly vanishes it just they struggle to even chant they struggle to even attend programs we struggle 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 so much when the material life becomes busy 
So always, always we have to make sure that we need to know our priorities very clearly. If we don't set our priorities clearly, the allurements that Maya gives us, the beautiful things that, so-called beautiful things that Maya throws at us, distracts us from our spiritual life. Like Maya gives us a good job opportunity. Somebody who is doing business, Maya gives more and more business opportunity. Or somebody, um, uh, he's craving for some other thing, Maya gives that. And then we get carried away by that. And we thought that, oh, so nice. We got what we wanted and our life is so happy, so pleasant. And we, we just hold on to that and we seek more and more of that. And we also make our spiritual life assist what we are seeking in the material life. Then our spiritual progress, spiritual practice becomes mixed. It is not pure anymore. Uh, it's only becoming more and more religious. It's not spiritual anymore. And then slowly, slowly it dwindles and it goes away. So we need to have that strong will, determined mind that I got Nama Chintamani. I got to know this spiritual life in this world. However attractive the married life is, however attractive the material comforts are, however attractive having a good children is, let me not get carried away by those things. Let me still keep, let me still have a conviction that spiritual life is primary and let me teach the same thing to my children. So that is actually what gives them happiness. Going behind the material things is never ever going to give them permanent happiness. Even though it looks like that, the happiness that they are getting is definitely temporary and it will get changed. That is the nature of temper, uh, material happiness. Nobody can change that. Nobody can change the nature of sugar and make it salty. So nobody can change the nature of material happiness. However big it may be, material happiness is temporary. Material happiness is going to go away. Material happiness is dependent on the external things. And it is not going to satisfy the soul ever because soul is not material. And when somebody is satisfied at the soul level, even they don't have anything materially, they are very, very happy. That internal happiness is missing in so many people. However big houses they have, however big things they have, you ask anybody, the big, big people, the Tatas, Birlas, Ambanis, if they are happy, no. They have something or the other going on. Nobody, but somebody who is spiritually happy, who has got that spiritual happiness, is happy even if he, if he don't have any material thing. So if we ourselves don't have that conviction on the Acharyas, on Krishna, on Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, and don't make a spiritual life primary, then how can we teach? We, can, we are kind of living a double standards. We show outside that we are devotees, but devotional life is not primary. I don't mean to hurt anybody, it is like a mirror, it's like a retrospection we all have to do to ourselves. Whenever we are advising the children, whenever we are uh, telling them or whenever uh, we are giving them the priorities, so we should always tell them, never forget Krishna. Your kids may be, um, your kids may be out of your house or studying. So every day what we tell the kids, study well, do good, get good job. Those instructions are all material. Let us go a step ahead and start loving them at the soul level. 
like a devotee. The instructions then changes to never forget Krishna, never forget your chanting, keep always your spiritual life as a priority. Never be unhappy if you don't have anything material. Material life is like that. Always have Krishna. So the first instruction, never forget Krishna in your life. Never forget chanting. Are you chanting? Are you uh, remembering Krishna? These are the questions. But we don't ask those generally, our children. Our questions are entirely different. Did you got A? Did you apply there? Did you go there? Did you see their son? He is getting so much. So this is our questions. When we are questioning like that every day, it is implying that we are telling them that material life is important. When we are not even questioning about how their spiritual life is, then we are not really serious about it. Even when devotees meet, very rarely few devotees question each other, how is your sadhana going? Do you have any difficulties? How is your reading going? Then that is the real compassion. Compassion at the soul level. I mean, we should ask, how is your material life going also? Because if that is not good, we, won't, we, won't, we have to survive. We have to survive. So it should be at that level only. How is everything going on, Prabhuji and Mataji? Good. After that, how is your sadhana going? How is your chanting going? Do you have any difficulties? How is... How is the implementing of Bhagavad Gita instructions in your life going? That should be the way we should look. That should be the way we should lead. Whenever we are leading any services, Krishna should be center. Unless Krishna is center, we won't have transformation. If Krishna is center, however big position we take in spiritual life, we will not be distracted, we will not be uh, have a, we will not have any doubts. We have clarity. So here, Prajapati Daksha sent his second group of sons to the same place where his previous sons had attained perfection. So he wants his children to become perfect, but he wants them to go in a slower process. He did not hesitate to send his second group of sons to the same place, although they too might become victims of Narada's instructions. So this is the language mostly many of us use when they... when. Uh, uh, our family members, when we all take up uh, spiritual life, they all think that we are some kind of a victims. We are somebody who has na- who are uh, who are failed, who are a failures that uh, we don't depend, we don't have a strong willpower, or we don't have a confidence that we can achieve something. So now we took up spiritual life. So this is generally the perspective of the people. Uh, uh, so similarly, uh, Prabhupada uh, mentions that here. Even though he knows his Narada Muni will come there and instruct again the second set of children, Prajapati Daksha still send them there because he wants to give them the choice to make. According to the Vedic culture, one should be trained in spiritual understanding as a Brahmachari before entering in the household life to beget children. So this is a must. Educating children when they are Brahmacharis in the spiritual life so that when they enter into the household life, they won't misuse the household life thinking that I have been given license to do the sense gratification. I can do whatever I want to enjoy, to earn money, to do, to fulfill my desires and make my grossa life a miserable life. Many think that, oh, um, it is not needed. The spiritual education is not needed. Material education is needed. How to manage finances, how to uh, find a good wife, good husband, how to find a good job is important for leading a good household life. My dear devotees, no. There are so many devotees who have 
good job, good uh, wife or husband, but still they are not happy. They are not at all happy because they lack that spiritual knowledge. They don't know what to hanker, what not to hanker, what to desire, what not to desire, where to put a stop for that material hankering. And they are always full of anxiety and stress running behind the material things. How much ever they have, they still want more. How much ever they have, they want more. They compete with others. They compare with others and they feel so much confusion and worry that they are not at all happy. Not at all happy. Every small thing can make them disturbed because they are finding the happiness in the wrong place. They are not properly educated when Brahmachari before entering into the household, what should be the priority of the life. So the Vedic system is to educate children in spiritual knowledge before Brahmacharya Ashrama, um, in Brahmacharya Ashrama, before entering the household life. The Prajapati Daksha sent his group of sons for cultural improvement, despite the risk that because of the instructions of Narada, they might become as intelligent as their older brothers. So Prajapati Daksha knows that they may meet Narada Muni, they may get instructions for Narada Muni and they become intelligent and smart like their older brothers who took up the faster path and got liberated. So he knows all those things. But still, as a dutiful father, he did not hesitate to allow his son to receive cultural instruction concerning the perfection of life. So this is what we should do. We should let our children have a choice if they want to choose the spiritual life we should not be pulling them back, telling them, no, 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 spiritual life is important, but not now, after your marriage. So now focus on your education. If, if we are fortunate enough to have given birth to a devotee who wants to take the things full time, we should let them do and get liberated in this life itself. See, for our temporary satisfaction of them being our children in this life, we should not corrupt their spiritual progress. We should be very, very happy for them to take that path. As a dutiful father, he did not hesitate to allow his sons to receive cultural instructions concerning the perfection of life. He depended upon them to choose whether to return home, back to Godhead, or to rot in this material world in various species of life. So he let them make their choice on their life, whether they want to return to back to Godhead, or they want to enter into the material life and if they don't do it properly and they do it only for eating, mating, sleeping, they may rot in various species. In all circumstances, the duty of father is to give cultural education to his sons who must later decide which way to go. So from this, our duty is to with full conviction introduce spiritual knowledge to our kids and not pulling them back. If they make a choice to take it fully, we should let them. We should not teach them to enjoy material life. That comes automatically to everybody. You know, this material world is made in such a way that even great devotees, advanced devotees, struggle to control from the material attractions. Without teaching, it comes automatically uh, the material enjoyment. So we, we should give, without any hesitation, without any reservations, the spiritual knowledge the spiritual life, the cultural education to our kids. Responsible fathers should not hinder their sons who are making cultural advancement in association with the Krishna conscious movement. So if we are a responsible parent, we should not put that obstacle for the kid. It may be hurting to us, 
that because we are not still an advanced devotee, we are still we still did not take the spiritual life as a full time, um, as a serious thing. We may feel that pinch, we may get hurt that oh my children are not materially advanced like the other people, but that trust, that pain, that unhappiness is temporary, and we are going to get eternal happiness and deliverance when these children take the thing seriously, and uh, they progress, and as as a result. They also deliver us and liberate us. So as a responsible parents, we should not become hindering in their spiritual lives. This is not a father's duty. The duty of a father is to give his son complete freedom to make his choice after becoming spiritually advanced by following the instructions of the spiritual master. So if they choose a spiritual master, they want to follow the spiritual master and carry on, we should not be stopping them. They will definitely choose a material life to sustain in this material world. So we don't need to worry about that. However big they may become materially, remember that that is temporary. However big they become in spiritual life, that is permanent. That is good. That is that is going to give, uh, give uh, that is the eternal best for them and eternal best for us. Whatever the material things are temporary best and temporary happiness, which is not going to be uh, giving us uh, that satisfaction of the soul, satisfaction to the soul. So that is what Prabhupada is saying here. And just read uh, 26 and stop. Tad upasparasnad eva vinirduta malasaya japanto brahma paramam te pustatra mahattapaham. Translation in purport by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada Kije. Tat of that holy place, upasparasnad. By bathing regularly in the water, Eva, indeed, Vinir Dhuta, completely purified, Mala Asaya, of all the dirt within the heart, Japantaha, chanting or murmuring, Brahma, mantras, beginning with Om, Paramam, the ultimate goal, Tepuhu, performed, Tatra, Deir, Mahat, Great, Tapaha, penances. At Narayana Saras, the second group of sons performed penances in the same way as the first. They bathed in the holy water and by its touch all dirty material desires in their hearts were cleansed away. They murmured mantras beginning with Unkara and underwent a severe course of austerities. Every Vedic mantra is called Brahma because each mantra is preceded by the Brahmakshara, Om or Unkara. For example, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Pranava Sarva Vedeshu. In all the Vedic mantras, I am represented by Pranava or Omkara. Such chanting of Vedic mantras, beginning with Omkara, is directly chanting of Krishna's name. There is no difference. Whether one chants Omkara or addresses the Lord as Krishna, the meaning is the same. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has recommended that in this age, one chant the Hare Krishna mantra, Hare Nameva Kevalam. Although there is no difference between Hare Krishna and Vedic mantras, Beginning with Omkara, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the leader of the spiritual movement for this age, has recommended that one chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So many of us might have found an answer. Why only Hare Krishna Mahamantra? Why only Hare Krishna Mahamantra? Because that was recommended by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the spiritual leader of this Kali Yuga. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nameva Kevalam, Kalo Nasteva, 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 Anyada. 
There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. Only chanting of Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is going to deliver us. So most of the times we don't chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra sincerely because we don't have um, we don't have conviction. So the unsteadiness, if you see uh, Vishnu Chakravati Thakur, um, if anyone of you um, had um, had seen that, um, he mentions that the unsteadiness is that Bhaktivinoda Thakur lists that four causes um, that we don't take, we don't have the taste to chant or hear about Krishna. Tattva Brahma, that is philosophical misunderstanding based on illusion about our identity, illusion about the Lord, illusion about the sadhana and prema bhakti. So we have different kinds of misunderstandings or uh, different kind of difference of opinions. What is our identity? We are, we are a soul who is part and parcel of super soul or we ourselves are super soul. Illusion about the Lord, we are not sure about the Lord. And we also have illusion about the sadhana. Which process should I take? Should I take Hare Krishna Maha Mantra or should I chant uh, different mantra? Or should I go and chant, uh, should I have to do uh, deity worship or Lord uh, or Ignas and Prema Bhakti? We have illusions about everything. And then also illusion arising from subjects unfavorable to Krishna consciousness. We engross ourselves so much into the subjects which are not favorable to Krishna consciousness. And also aparada, offenses towards the holy name, form, devotees and other living entities. So the four causes that uh, does not bring taste for us to chant are like Tattva Brahma. We, are, we have illusion about the Tattva philosophy. And then the second one is aparada. So we, are do, we do offenses, offenses towards the holy name, form devotees and other limiting things. And other thing is asatrushna, thirst for temporary things or desires of material objects, heavenly comforts, mystic powers and all. So we have that, we have desire, thirst for the asat, the temporary things. So our material desires, are desiring heavenly comfort, mystic powers, all these things are going to give us, um, uh, are, are going to remove the taste and the th- next one is Hrudhaya Daurbalyam, weakness of our heart. Like we have a deceiving mentality, we find fault in others, we are envious, we have desire for frame and attachments to the objects which are not related to the Krishna. So these things, these four things will never, these four things becomes obstacles for us to hear and chant. So this, this is what Bhaktivinoda Thakur list. Um, and there is Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur also defines six anardas um, that cause unsteadiness. Utsahamai, enthusiasm indicating pride. So we take pride also in devotional services. And then uh, moving uh, unsteadily, like we read one day scripture and then again for one month we don't read. And then flickering determination. We will be like, oh, should I focus on material things or should I focus on the um, uh, spiritual things. So I'm just listing on top, but I'm not going deeper into this. So all these things does not give us focus or uh, 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 to make our spiritual life a priority. So Hare Krishna Mahamantra, which is the mantra given per Kali Yuga, is 
the one which is going to deliver us. So all these children of Daksha Prajapati, they went to Narayana Saras, they took bath there in that holy water, holy place, and they were completely cleansed of the material desires. Vinirduta, completely purified. They don't have any material desire that I should now uh, go and get married and uh, increase the progeny, enjoy life with my wife, completely cleansed. They mer- and then they started chanting the mantra with severe austerities for the pleasure of the Lord. So this is the process. For Kali Yuga, the process is to chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. We don't need to leave everything, um, uh, leave everybody, go to the forest places. We can connect everything to Krishna because everything that is here, everything that we uh, see in the material world is also creation of Krishna, energy of Krishna, should be utilized in the service of Krishna, not in our service. Then we become like cheaters. Everything is Krishna's and we should use everything in the service of the Krishna and we will get that determination to use everything in service of Krishna when we chant sincerely Hare Krishna Mahamantra with complete surrenderance, with crying, seeking Krishna to uh, seeking Krishna's mercy and praying to Krishna to engage us in his service always. Unless we have that motive, if we have any other material motive, even in chanting the holy name of the Lord, it becomes an offense and we won't feel, uh, we won't feel, we won't get those realizations or we won't develop taste for chanting the holy name of the Lord. So my dear devotees, take up that devotional practice, the chanting of the holy names, keep aside everything, don't multitask when we are chanting, take out that time, sit down and chant sincerely trying to focus our mind on the holy name of the Lord. When we put that first piece in the puzzle properly, everything else sets. Sometimes we may be doing a hundred piece puzzle. One piece, if we start putting correctly, everything falls in place. And that is our devotional service. That is our chanting of the holy names of the Lord. I would like to end today's session here by saying, let us all, with Krishna's mercy and Guru's mercy, increase the chanting of the holy name of the Lord increase the quality of chanting of the holy name of the Lord. So I completed until 26th verse. Tomorrow is 27th verse. Uh, devotees have any comments or questions or uh, suggestions, please go ahead. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dhanat Pranam. All grace for Prasir Prabhupada. It was such a nice class uh, from me as usual. Your uh, uh, deep scriptural knowledge and uh, deep sadhana uh, helps us purify ourselves. Many classes uh, I enjoy uh, with rapt attention. And uh, in today's class, as usual, uh, it was uh, in the same way. You nicely pointed out how we, uh, our duty as a, as a guardian, as a uh, father, mother uh, is to see that our uh, uh, dependents they get delivered. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we are somewhere in the middle uh, between material and uh, spiritual life, and yeah, we our, our focus uh, becomes uh, uh, to uh, primary focus becomes uh, to be materially happy. Um, but Krishna says, uh, whenever you try to find happiness in uh, material things, 
we fall into that trap of maya and then uh, uh, and we suffer and uh, nicely how you said um, and uh, and you nicely pointed out the dharma arsa kama moksha and uh, how um, it's a slow process in fact uh, this moksha part uh, is actually <laughs> not possible if somebody is uh, very diligently following dharma artha kama uh, krishna says uh, that yamyam pushpitam vacham pravadanti abhyasyata vedavadarata partha vadina vadina dharma i mean janma karma phala pradam kriya vishesha bhulam bhogesha jagrati prati so so the actually vedavadarata part this uh, Uh, and then also in chapter 9 he says tai dharma prapanna gagata gatam sukama kama lavante so this is related to that um, um, that was chine punne martalakam hisanti evam tai dharma anuprapanna gata gatam sukama kama lavante anyone is that, so that is uh, that means uh, the, these people go to the heavenly realm okay they may they may not yeah you are saying that they may not fall down uh, to some gratification level or they may not fall down to the uh, degraded uh, existence like an animal but uh, on the higher side they may go only up to higher uh, planets and shine punne martalo they come back and then again following these three vedas the four vedas they rotate in this bhramatam uh, upadhyadha so uh, actually this moksha uh, part in dharma dharma artha kamoksha maybe it has been kept as an allurement but according to krishna this never so oh, he doesn't get the spiritual abode and bhrubadi translate this as thus uh, through the vedic principles they only achieve they achieve only flickering happiness ಸೊಸೈಟಿ uh parents uh so yeah the, they forget that uh, when krishna is happy everything is possible if krishna yashasti bhakti bhagavati akinchana sarva guna istatra samasate sura somebody has the bhakti even if he takes up a business he will be successful in that even if he takes us uh, takes up a, a particular job as he, uh, in the material uh, uh, the material position of a shudra then also he will be successful in that they do not have firm conviction so that is a problem that's why this chitra chitamrita says and rightly shuddha shabda vishwasa kahe shuddhira nischay krishna bhakti kar koile sarva karma krita hai is perfect and in the yudhishthir arjun they are perfect in their in the areas uh, as administrator or an archer the or the soldier king uh, ambarish prahlad maharaj all of them are expert that expertise is given by krishna because that is uh, because they are bhakt krishna's bhaktas whatever they are required krishna will give 
that conviction is uh, lacking and um, uh, yeah we do not and i did nicely uh, you pointed out that we really ask uh, about uh, how your sadhana is going how you are implementing bhagavad gita is a very nice point i was really enjoying your class mataji thank you uh, you continue to please continue to elevate us and purify us your aspiration and your uh, process mataji thank you very much Thank you so much Prabhu Krishna's mercy and Guru's mercy. You, you summarized nicely and you brought all the points. Thank you so much Prabhu. Hare Krishna Mataji, you give a nectarian class, very good class. Can you hear me? Ah, yes Prabhu, thank you so much. Dandavat Pranams. Dandavat Pranams. It was a pleasure to hear you. from your mouth to speech of for bhagavatam you always narrate all verses so well and i get so much pleasure to hear you thank you mataji thank you so much prabhu dhanyavad pranams all glories to sila prabhu pad and guru maharaj rikshamataji madanat pranam to you Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Wonderful class, Mataji. One question is coming to me is like uh, in the previous verses when uh, Brahma ji was not Brahma. Is it Brahma ji? Prajap, uh, I mean, what is uh, that you are looking, Mataji? He was progenitating the children. Prajapati Daksha is. Sorry, sorry. Yes. <laughs> We say Brahma is a creator, so yes. you have to come to my mind. Prajapati Daksha, like mm-hmm. he was so annoyed, uh, you know, with uh, Nara that he, you know, made yes. them devotees and encouraged them to this thing. But mm-hmm. then again, uh, you know, like he is taking a risk. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, uh, there was so much of anger exhibited in the previous verses. but yes. now again he is like isn't it a risk he is taking because he knows that he is going to preach uh, to them but uh, you know just because he wanted them to go through the brahmachari uh, you know training and also i think the verse also depicts that uh, uh, prajapati daksha he wanted to uh, you know just like we say krishna gives us free will you know whether we want to take the bath path of bhakti or whether we want to go for a movie or we want to uh, see some you know hari krishna movie like that or some other movie so we have this free will all the time so similarly how i'm understanding is that he wanted his predominant thing was he forgot about what had happened but he wanted to give them free will as a as a you know like justified a loving father so that way they can choose uh, you know just like the previous uh, sons chose so is that my understanding uh, also okay now prajapati daksha is concerned on in creating progeny so he know that his previous set of sons were uh, 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 instructed by narayan muni but he still continuing his effort like he still continues in his job of uh, creating the progeny and uh, uh, and still sending them to the he he did not change his process of uh uh sending them to the ashrama and getting all the education and all he he is like having uh, he is trying his luck he is trying his risk like okay maybe this set of children will do the progeny maybe first set 
uh, first set uh, were uh, were instructed um, uh, they become uh, liberated maybe this set this set of children will uh, do the progeny so he's still he's again trying um, and then but even in trying um, he is not giving up the religious principles of sending them to education um, so he he send them again uh, so yeah, yeah. later he later you see what he does like he don't continue that further like he gets like like how we uh, we keep trying for material things right like once we didn't get uh, if somebody is becoming an obstacle for our material enjoyment maybe first time we will just um, uh, shout and leave like let's say you are watching your favorite tv show and then you, somebody is obstructing you sometime maybe you my uh, you warn minorly uh, like you know warn lightly and then they came again you warn maybe a little bit louder and third time maybe you may go and uh, hit them or do so the uh, the obstruction comes to your material desire again and again then uh, that uh, it the the, the uh, that turns into anger and wrath so right now he is still in the first stages of that prajapati daksha so now he goes that's why this chapter is made right he was narada muni cursed by prajapati daksha he goes into that offense later uh, like cursing of narada muni um so when his desire of creating progeny is getting obstructed uh, he will end up like that um so that's when he's just trying again and when he is trying it's good that he's still not giving up on giving them the cultural education and all because he it is not that he's completely um he doesn't he's not aware of the religious principles and all because they are all progenitors right like uh sons of brahma who have been given a task to create the progeny uh, but still even at that level they do mistakes so he goes ahead and curses narad muni in our spiritual practices uh, you know there's always one thing which uh, you know we should not look into, into the future we should just do whatever we are doing in our present life because uh, whatever like krishna says in the bhagavad gita also right i am um, future i am like don't bother about the future of or even the past for that reason live in the present so similarly uh, daksha is doing his responsibilities duties everything you know not that he will uh, you know just not give them the religious principles because of some insecurity that they will uh, you know again become like that he just continuously very selflessly uh, i would say uh, from your answer my mind changed uh, that selflessly he is doing this and uh, you know like uh, so that's a learning for us also how selflessly we should uh, you know continue with our uh, services sadhana and things like that and i was hearing from somewhere that yeah we can't really uh, define his action as selfless um he is still driven by his material desire see to have a progeny also we need mercy of the lord so his desire was mixed there when he was sending his kids also to the religious education he sent them with a material desire like you have to beget sons you have to come you have to so to create progeny only he sent but for that he is taking help of uh, religious practices and giving them proper education and giving them for spiritual life because to get thousand sons means you need to be very religiously uh, uh, you have to have lot of uh, punya lot of uh, credits to get that
so he he is sending them to earn those credits so that so he is still driven by his material desire of creating progeny only but he is aware of the things to create progeny he is using like as um, just now uh, uh, Prabhu mentioned he is using the Vedas Pardha Prabhu mentioned Veda Radha Veda Vadarata. He is using the principles mentioned in Veda is to fulfill the material things. That's the way you get thousand, that kind of a progeny you can be creating only when you have uh, uh, that kind of a religious credit. Like otherwise like thousand sons, thousand sons etc. It doesn't happen just like that. If you see the story of uh, Dhrutarashtra, uh, Dhrutarashtra asked uh, Krishna like you know, uh, um, like why I'm in this state? So Dhritarashtra has committed a sin of killing thousand, um, sorry, hundred uh, eggs of a bird. So he has that sin. Um, uh, so he has to, he has to, uh, re- he has to incur that suffering. So then he asked, why you didn't give me that immediately? He said, no, no, you have to first of all have credits to get hundred sons, right? So you need lot of religious credits to get children. Also, children doesn't just happen by union of uh, women and men, uh, many people don't have children, so you need to have that credits also to have children. So we can't completely classify Prajapati Daksha's action as selfless. He is in mode of passion. He is behind uh, desire, even though that's a duty given to him by Brahma, uh, like he has to do a progeny, but but it's I. Yeah. I don't yeah, completely selfless. You know why I said selflessly? It's like uh, why the thought came to me because already you know the previous uh, set of sons became this thing, you know. So he's still continuing. Like you know that thought came to me selflessly again. You know he has no choice because yeah. if people have religious credits, they won't get the children, right? So mm. yeah. Still yeah. Still I'm, what I, I'm yeah. sorry, but. Uh, yeah, one more question is coming to me while you are answering this question and maybe it is not related to class. Can I ask? Yeah, please Mataji, if I know I'll... Uh... What happens is that like, you know, uh, we are doing our spiritual practices but previously we were not doing spiritual practices, right? Before we came into Krishna consciousness. Now, where we had some negative propensities. We get angry, you know, sometimes we will become very miserly or something comes. Now, while we are doing our spiritual practices in the present, sometimes those propensities come in and we start acting that way or behaving that way or anger comes, you know, like, like that. Anger is also like kind of emotion. It's a rasa. I was reading yesterday from Bhagavatam first canto, like there's so many of them, but anger is also kind of a rasa. It's like one of the, this thing, they're like 10 uh, different, different, this thing, they've categorized five that, five that. Very wonderful. So, uh, yeah, partly because I was reading also that that question is coming to me. So then we become victim to that. And then afterwards, you know, in some time during the day, we have to still continue with our reading, hearing, and, uh, you know, like uh, chanting, uh, puja, tilak and all that, then arti. There are so many things during the day we continue with. And each, each thing takes time and, you know, and it's like a spiritual, rituals and many other things we are doing during the day. But when this propensity comes, then we are thinking. I mean, we are doing, uh, you know, this practices, but still, you know, I was like this again, this uh, thing has taken over me. Why, why I cannot leave this habit, you know? So, 
uh, why is not, and then we question ourselves, why it's not going, what am I doing wrong, am I committing any offences, no, I mean, I've never said anything to the devotees, I've never had any, at present moment there's not a single person I know who, you know, I have any uh, negative thoughts about, especially devotees, you know, or, or devotee have, has said something to us which I did wrong, so why it is, uh, you know, like <laughs> happening, so this is my question that, uh, you know, and then we really feel bad because during those times we were predominantly, uh, predominantly uh, you know, ruled by or under the modes of material nature, especially passion and ignorance. But now we are trying to come into the mode of goodness. It's like one um, Prabhuji, Pranagavan Prabhuji is saying, uh, mode of goodness is like, you know, like a temple, like, you know, temple where there are deities. So the door to enter, the door to enter the deity's room is like, just outside the door, we are like in a mode of goodness. The moment we enter the temple and we see the deities and all the devotees and the program, then, you know, it's like almost like Shuddha Sattva, pureness, you know, good goodness, this thing. So we should always stay in a mode of goodness. But then it doesn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, how can we get rid of these uh, past propensities and things which keep coming in spite of uh, spiritual practice? So, we, we, we have these propensities, these vasanas from many lifetimes, millions of millions of lifetimes because um, they, they become, they, they form layers on our soul because from so many lifetimes we are so much used to be uh, having lust, anger, greed, material desires. So now we don't know when we started our devotional life. Maybe. Uh, we, have, we might have started in previous life and then we are continuing or this may be our first life in our devotional service. So we started the cleaning process by chanting. So we have so much dirt accumulated on us. Uh, it, it happened because we took birth many million times and we, we lived for sense gratification. We were driven by lust, anger, greed all the time. So those, those vasanas are there with the soul. We have uh, we have trained our mind and intelligence to be acting in that way to act as a body. So when you uh, when we act as a body, we seek our own best. So we have lust, anger, greed. So uh, when you start cleaning it, uh, cleaning uh, something, when you start cleaning a dusty wall, first you see all the dust flowing down. So right now we started cleaning. So the anger still comes up because we are cleaning. So we need to still clean, clean clean ourselves until it becomes completely clean. For some of us it may take one lifetime, for some of us it may take many lifetimes. So the only thing that we should be focusing is that these are all indications that the anger coming or we are not able to face the challenges that Maya is throwing us, is telling us that we still have a way to go. We, we still, uh, we, 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 um, we need to be more serious, we need to be practicing like how when you are taking a medicine uh, for curing something, uh, before it gets completely cured, it goes to a peak stage. Then it will go, it will get cured. So uh, you should not say that today is the day one. There is a three weeks course for a medicine. Day one you took medicine, and then uh, like let's say you took for one week, and uh, the seventh day you see that uh, you have severe pain. So you cannot say that medicine is not working. The doctor has told that it will take three weeks, so we have to have patient until three weeks, take the course completely, and then we should uh, uh, see uh, the effect. 
So chanting of the holy name, it is cleaning. So we need to have tolerance and patience until it completely cleans us of these dust. So whenever these propensities show up, throw up in us, then we have to know that uh, we need to hold on to holy name even stronger, uh, chant more. We may not have, you may not be remembering something you have done in this life. I've been nice to everybody, I didn't do any offenses, but we may have to have done a lot of sins in our previous life. Uh, all these things are stored in us as vasanas. It's not that easy to get rid of this. It requires a lot of spiritual practice. But we have to remember that the thought you are getting after you got anger that why I am getting anger is it shows that your medicine is working, chanting is working. Because many people don't even get that thought that uh, they think that being angry is, is right thing to do. Uh, being lusty is right thing to do. Being envious is right thing to do. But devotees, when we get this thought that why I am being angry, I should not be angry, that means uh, the 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 cleaning process is working. We are progressing. The more that now we have to focus is, uh, we have to write a journal at the end of the day. Like let's say you got an anger. We have to do that retrospection. Like you know, why I am getting anger? What is that I have that I have a fear that I am going to lose that I am getting an anger? See, our anger always drives back to our attachment. Our attachment to a thing, our attachment to a person or our attachment to name, our attachment to fame or something it points out and we have a fear of losing that so that's why we show that in an anger. We, are, we have a fear of not fulfilling our material desire, that's why anger comes out. So if we retrospect our anger and it points out to something, then we will clearly know the cause of an anger. When we start knowing the causes of our anger and we start contemplating whether whether the desire that I have is material or spiritual. If it is material, then it is not favorable for my devotional service. So next time when I come into this kind of a situation, I should not feel anger. So this kind of a thought process we should do. After doing this thought process also, next time we may get into anger. But doing this thought process helps us. Doing this retrospection cycle of why I got anger. What is that I am attached to? Oh, the thing that I am attached to is a material or a spiritual thing. If it is a material thing, why I am getting attached to this? I should be not be attaching. Then again, what to do? Not to get attached to that? Take shelter of holy name. Praying to Krishna. Krishna, I am getting anger when somebody is stopping my TV serial. So can you please not make me attached to that anger? Go back to Krishna. Or Krishna, I am getting anger when somebody is not praising me. Can you please remove this hankering of... Uh, hankering for praise in me or Krishna I am getting anger when somebody is not praising my cooking can you please remove that um, a desire in me to uh, seek uh, seek praises and we chant so we chant and we, when we know what is that problem in us then we can chant and we can pray to Krishna specifically or forget about all these things just focus on chanting let us increase our attachment to Krishna all these impurities, Krishna promises that I am going to clean them all. However impure you are, however fallen you are, however abominable activities you have done, just hold on to chanting of the holy name, one day you will be purified. You are a sadhu, you are a devotee. He says in 7th uh, chapter of Bhagavad Gita, like whatever be the impurities, however may be the abominable qualities, once you start chanting the holy name of the Lord, 
ಇವರೇ ವೈಷ್ಣವ ಇವರೇ ಸಾಧು ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರೆಸ್ಡ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಡೌಟ್ ದ ಮೆಡಿಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ನೋ ದಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವರ್ಕಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ಲಾಂಗ್ ವೇ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ಡಿಸೀಸ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ಲಾಂಗ್ ವೇ ಟು ಗೆಟ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ದ ಮೆಡಿಸನ್ ಮೋರ್ ಸಿನ್ಸಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಮೋರ್ ರಿಲೀಜಿ ಮೋರ್ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ಲಿ ವಿತ್ ಮೋರ್ ಕ್ವಾಲಿಟಿ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಕಮ್ ಟು ಎ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ವೇರ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಫ್ರೀ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಒನ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಫ್ರೀ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಆಂಗರ್ ಗ್ರೀಡ್ ಇಲ್ಯೂಜನ್ ಮ್ಯಾಡ್ನೆಸ್ ಎನ್ ವಿ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಗೋಸ್ ಅವೇ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಅಸ್ very nice mata ji thank you so much it's uh, you know like uh, sometimes our mind uh, just doesn't understand although i've heard this answer before but the repetition was very very good for me so that way yeah we have to you know and like you said in the beginning of the class that all our actions are noted by krishna you know so earlier we never felt like that because we thought we are only god but now we know that uh, uh you know in the rage of anger i think it is like uh, one word away from danger a n g r d a n g r it's like so bad uh, i'm just uh, saying like as an example but, but there could be other uh, negative propensities uh, you know inside of me but uh, you know like uh, so then we we later on you know when we out uh, more in a mode of goodness that time we realized that oh you know krishna i don't know what he must have thought of me he's so close to me in my heart is atma parmatma and then you feel so bad <laughs> you know you feel like uh, sometimes you feel like crying also that you know you kind of lost it you lost yourself with some things uh, connected to the material world but then again you know uh, we have to keep continuing because like one devotee was mentioning that uh, the whole day has to be so pure and peaceful and nice so we can chant nicely tomorrow morning you know so if everything today we are imbibing in and even if we are we have to be very careful what we are watching hearing what is going on you know associating with whom because that uh, peace of mind is very important to maintain for our next day morning chanting uh, because those imprints are there even when we are although we sleep and we get up in the morning but still uh, it has so much impact uh, you know on, on our mind and our hearts what activities we do during the day so thank you mata ji thank you so much for the answer and uh, uh, like uh, the class was so much in continuation with yesterday's class and uh, uh, i felt it complete today after your class and shri badrani prabhu's class also and we look forward to hearing more from shivan bhagavatam hari krishna <laughs>